Before we get started today, I just want to take a moment to thank one of the main sponsors of this podcast, Town Square Brewing. From crisp summer lagers to non-alcoholic options, I know the second release of the Nowhere Fast Keller Pilsner we worked on together last year is back in stores now, so be sure to look for that wherever you usually find your craft beers. If your favorite liquor store doesn't have Town Square in their cooler, you should ask them why they don't. 18 plus, of course. Please drink responsibly. Thank you for listening and enjoy the episode. Uh, I mean... Thank you, obviously, for for taking the time to answer these questions. I know you must be insanely busy. I just, I want to gauge off the bat where you want to go with this. Like, if if you kind of, if you want to be slightly negative and kind of complain about the city a bit, I'm I'm totally open to doing that. I have a lot to complain about. If you want to be really positive and uplift everyone, I'm also on board. So it, it really, it's up to you where we go from here. No, that's great. I really appreciate uh, this opportunity because uh, I think there's a lot of, uh, it, it comes across as lack of transparency, but it's, it's honestly, we are scrambling to get messaging out as well as, do all the other things as well as you know we're trying to do everything all at once and so it's not it's never been a matter of obfuscation it's been a matter of capacity so the first thing that i want to say is the city has been extremely supportive this is their building and they want to make it work Um, our organization has fallen short on our organizational side of things so we brought the We've brought the technical expertise of what goes into the building. Uh, we've brought the, uh, the initial programming and the thoughts of what we want the space to, of what we want CoLab to be. But Quarters Art Societies is a board of volunteers that only have so much capacity. And not, you know, to be frank, not a lot of people want to be on a board. It, it is not a it's not a driving force for a lot of people. So it's kind of been left to our core group to try and make this work. And we're, we've just been struggling uh, ever, like basically ever since we got into collab um, and, and a bit before that too, because there were construction delays and then the pandemic and then, uh, and then our funding structures just not being in place. Like it, it all compounds on top of each other. So the first thing really I want to say is that the city is not wanting to evict us, but they, they have bills too. They need, they need their, you know, they need their money. They need to, you know, do their due diligence and for us to not, uh, not satisfy our end of the bargain is, is entirely on us. Now we have, again, we've been asking for help all throughout this, you know, the past like three, four years. Yeah. Uh, and, and people have come and then they've seen what we're doing and then realized that this is really overwhelming and they can't do it. So we lose institutional knowledge along the way as well. So I do not want to put any of this on the city. That said, there are things that the city can do 
in supporting us in the future and in supporting the arts in downtown Edmonton in the future and the arts right across the board. So they're not kicking us out. That is not, this is not a, this is not a, sorry, I'm, I'm outside right now. The, um, there's no villain twirling his mustache, you know, uh, holding a, holding a deed over our heads or anything like that. We are working with the city and the city is working with us. But again, there needs to be a bigger conversation held. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. And I'm looking forward to getting more activation from the community uh, on our side of things too. Um, now, sorry, go ahead. If uh, you like, if you don't mind, like my, my question I was wondering is what, like, is this just, and I mean, if you don't want to answer, sure. And I don't, I don't need at all the exact specifics, but is it kind of like you guys were open, you know, throughout what just happened for the past few years, there's no one really to blame for any of that, but is this just like kind of back rent piling up or is this like a shortage of being able to throw events because of all the regulations that were imposed like over the past three years or what, like, what would you say is, is the initial cause of needing this help? Oh yeah. It's, it's a combination of everything. It, it can't, it's not just one thing or another. It's not like financial malfeasance or, uh, uh, uh um, or incompetence or this the city um, not not helping us this is a this is totally a comp this is a a perfect storm of factors coming together so the the biggest one is the pandemic like if that had not happened if we had not gone through COVID-19 we would be in a much better position because there we would be on track for a lot of a, a lot of uh, funding structures, yeah. uh, namely, namely, um, like us having our charitable status, that's been put on hold while we try to iron this out, uh, get our finances like all lined up so that, so that we can have a proper audit, so that we can, so that the city sees that we're doing stuff, so that the EAC sees that we're doing stuff. We're trying to, we're trying to move this ahead. What's happened is our finances have been. See, when you say mismanaged, it always sounds, it sounds very predictable. It sounds like, oh, we're, this is a, this is a, a money laundering operation or, or there's a shell game of just moving money around to, no, we're not that competent. I really wish, I really wish that if we had that level of competence, well, we certainly wouldn't be in this position, but we also wouldn't be going public with anything. Like we would, we'd be eschewing the public eye. We would not be out here pleading, uh, uh, pleading with community members and with the city and with levels of government that that we're in dire straits so yes you could say there's financial mismanagement because we have had uh a series of people come into the position of treasurer and not be able to do the job because everything's all over the place so somebody comes in starts to do something they back out then we're just compounding the issue because the next person that comes in they look at what's happened then they try to track back where where that came from and then they back out so 
we've got like these layers of complication that have happened all the way with people who have really stepped up to be like, oh, okay, well, this isn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. And then they're like, no, this is way worse than I thought it was going to be. So, and then they can't, they can't do anything. So we are now working with an accountant. We are now working with a, 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 a forensic accountant um, with the, uh, uh, Edmonton's Arts Council, and they're helping us sort of iron this out so that we can move forward, so that we have a solid footing. But up until now, it has been a scramble. We have been really trying to make everything work. And so initially, uh, during the pandemic, yeah, we couldn't have we we had a venue that couldn't be occupied we couldn't bring people in to do shows to generate revenue to show that we're doing stuff in the community we had no metrics to illustrate that we were valuable right. so we uh we just we just sort of stumbled through until we could sort of uh concentrate our efforts less on programming and more on fun um more on um money generation so that we could pay our bills so that we could pay the facilities management so that we could pay our lease so that we could pay i mean the rent is very marginal but everything else is really expensive right. like we can get up to like i said ten thousand dollars in an earlier interview that's that was an overestimate we but seven thousand dollars is is a common number in the middle of winter for just utilities yeah i've never i've never dealt with that this is not <laughs> I'm used to residential budgeting. This is totally different. So I, again, struggling and with capacity has been uh, the biggest sort of um, uh, biggest factor in us not being able to move forward. So we concentrate on revenue through, uh, through having events but not our own programming. So we basically are a box that we rent out with uh, staff for specific events. So people hire the venue. We have door staff, uh, uh, bar staff, as well as uh, technical staff, as well as a staff member that sort of organizes everything that makes you know each production uh, move forward. So we have to pay those people to do the job. That is not a volunteer job. Right. You can ask people to volunteer that. And in fact, our staff has been extremely flexible in terms of their contribution to what's happening as well we don't want to do that we want to pay people we want to pay people what they are worth we want this to be uh, a revenue generator beyond just a not-for-profit we don't the society quarters art society is the board that runs collab we are the ones that are on the hook for all of this so we want our vision is to have people be paid, have artists be paid, have uh, community members be paid for their contribution to what they're doing. Volunteering is great. Um, and uh, that's another that's another thing that we've fallen short on is the utilization of, of volunteers. Scrambling, we're, <laughs> we're putting out fires all the time. We've never been in a position where we've had a volunteer coordinator be able to have all the assets at their fingertips so that they can utilize when somebody comes in to volunteer that they have something to do that they have a, a dedicated person to them to take them through the onboarding process and everything it's all been 
yeah, it's all been ad hoc and we've just been scrambling and we haven't, if, if the pandemic had not happened, if we had funding structures in place, we would have the luxury of time to do these training things, to do this stuff. But we've been, yeah, it's been really overwhelming Uh, up until now. We are getting better at it and we're getting better people on board. Not Sorry, I shouldn't say better people. That's not what I mean. I mean people who know what who know what they're getting into and know how they can see a way out of it as opposed to okay well this is you know when i volunteered on boards before all i do is you know the financials and then everything's lined up and we move on it's not been that simple there's been nothing simple about this entire process yeah i i mean like i was saying to you before we hit record this resonates so much with me because of what I went through with my studio prior. And I know exactly the feeling of being overwhelmed and just not being able to even blame one thing, just having everything kind of working (laughs) against you. And when you think you have, maybe you have your footing or you're able to tackle one thing, something else goes wrong and there's really there's like, you know, not enough people on the planet to kind of like troubleshoot all these issues. So I feel you're absolutely I feel so so bad for you guys. And I also like really personally know almost exactly what what you're saying. Um e- even if I know the answers to these questions, I'm gonna ask them just uh Paint people as, as good of a picture as we can. When when was CoLab like? When did you guys open for business? Was it during the pandemic? Right at the beginning. So uh, July twentieth is when we got the keys. Uh, we were um, sort of working through construction uh, up and like right up until that point. Uh, from so this process has been going on for at least like to get into collab. So how this all started, going back in time, uh, how this all started is our artistic director, Lauren Klask um, and Quarters Art Society, they applied for a federal, uh, a federal uh, culture grant to basically retrofit uh, one of the buildings in downtown Edmonton. The other recipient of the grant uh, at the same time was uh, Otsitsawan. Uh, they moved into the building across from the Gibson block. Uh, I don't know. Do you know where they are? Uh, no, I'm I like I live downtown. I spend all of my time down there and I'm still horrible with that. Oh, that, don't worry about it. It's it's right across. Uh, okay, so it's where the it's where the twenty five cent peeps used to be. Oh, okay. Yeah, sadly, uh, I know that. Sure. <laughs> everybody, everybody knows that. Like anybody in the neighborhood knows knows exactly that building. So anyway, Otsitsawan, um, or Sorry, the city had uh, these two buildings uh, that they wanted to work with uh, the, uh, the 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 grant process or the uh, the grantor process. Uh, for for retrofitting these two buildings to increase the visibility of arts in uh, downtown Edmonton. So Otsitsawan, um, they put in a bid and wanted to develop 
their build, the building that they're currently in and ours uh, was the uh, other building that was up uh, that uh, the city had uh, put forward. Uh, it had been an old um, uh, uh, parking, uh, sorry, the city parking uh, utilities garage. Uh, before that, it had been a daycare, and I don't know what it was before that. But anyway, it was it was basically an empty building that the city had uh, uh, had in their profile within uh, their quarters development uh, in Boyle Street. So, what Quarters Arts wanted to do is to have a place to do their programming. Now. Before that, Quarters Arts Society had been kicked out. They had been basically kicked out of, priced out of the um, the uh, Boyle Street um, uh, Community Center. Uh, we they ha we had been operating out of there uh, right from the beginning um, because the city of Edmonton wanted to have, uh, you know, they had made assurances that the community center would stay and that there would be programming available to community members. Right. Uh, once the leasing uh, came through and the city uh, realized that we could not pay those bills, um, the YMCA, YMCA ended up taking over that space and Quarters Arts was basically out on the street. So Quarters Arts, uh, on, with uh, Lauren Klask and uh, Darren Radborn at the helm, uh, uh, really pushed for uh, this uh, grant, uh, for achieving this grant proposal of moving into the building that we're currently in. Okay, so that, that's the background to getting to the building. Once we had the keys to the building, we couldn't bring people in. We had programming uh, in place that we wanted to launch, but we couldn't do. Uh, we we knew that Glow, uh, our big fest, our big uh, Lantern Festival was coming up, and we had to sort of prepare for that. But we didn't know exactly how to, so we tried to do workshops. Uh, we tried to do stuff online. Uh, we worked with an artist in residence who was really supportive and uh, brought a lot of uh, good ideas to the table. And so we made it happen. So once the doors were open and we were allowed to bring people in, um, we could operate at a very small scale. But again, without funding, we were behind the eight ball from that point on. Yeah. Yeah, and like I was saying, like if you're you're up against it all, kind of, it's almost like you're starting in a deficit. So, like, no matter really what's done from there and how well executed things are, you're still gonna kind of be in the red going right. forward. Yeah, no, I, I, I can't, can't like reiterate how. how bad this makes me feel and how much I know oh. exactly what you guys maybe not exactly but I know pretty much how you feel and it's it's insane like if you know I wish there was a way to to kind of figure this out for independent people you know like you or I that are trying mm -hmm. to do things in the downtown space and are just up against everything I feel I don't know. Maybe I'm too pessimistic. I just wonder if, if this is ever going to end or if like people in the arts in downtown Edmonton are just going to be up against it until the end of time. Uh, I yeah, I have an opinion about that. I don't know if it's 
you know what, I, I will say this. I will say that there are factors that are against us. Absolutely. Yeah. And only with cooperation and with community can we stand up to those challenges. Right. The financial constraints that are on us are, you, you can say they're unfair, you can say they're unjust, but at the end of the day, we know that we live in a society that has bills to pay and that those bills are predicated on income. We know all this, but what we're seeing is that it's not just about paying bills. It yeah. is about it is about building a vibrant community with the community that is already here. The the our community members are everybody in the community. And so in providing arts access to the community, we are benefiting people's lives laterally we are we are engaging them in other uh pursuits um than just existing we are providing a of creativity that people can access without without any barriers we want to reduce the amount of barriers to 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 the arts we want everybody who is in our community to be a part of this and in doing so we become more resilient and strong in the face of economic challenges, political challenges, those, if we can look out for ourselves and look out for each other, we can actually move forward and build something vibrant. Now, the, the impetus is to, uh, 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 to have uh, developers uh, take over a space and revitalize the neighborhood. Right. We've seen how that doesn't work. It does not work. Just throwing money and building buildings does not does not a community make. It does yeah. not. You you can't just throw that in there and expect things to fall into place because they don't. We've again all around the world. We've seen how that has been tried, and we end up with multi billion dollar multi multi million dollar buildings that are empty that because people can't afford to either live there or even rent there. So the only thing that are left for uh, uh, these buildings are major chains that can absorb the, absorb the financial costs of, of commercial real estate. Um, or we start doing things at a grassroots level and we keep it at a grassroots level. So it's, yeah, it's always going to be a battle, but it's, it's, it's a battle that's worth fighting for because the benefits are much more manifold than just injecting money into something and, and walking away and hoping that every, that's not enough fertilization for, right. <laughs> for a vibrant community, for, for a secure community, for a community that cares about broken windows or cares about people on the street that cares about uh, our neighbors. We, that's, that's where it's at. It's not, at cash infusions it's not at development it's at grassroots development it's at support for the little guy for the community not top down we've seen how trickle down and top down doesn't work it just doesn't work we know this so we are fighting from the bottom up 
Right. And you, and I know that you know this and you've been to CoLab and you know what we're trying to do. There, there are a lot of, uh, there's a lot of room for improvement. Absolutely. Uh, I, to be honest, Porter's Art Society sees itself as a placeholder. We want to, and I hate, I hate using this word because it, it's colonizer language, but staking a claim. If we have a foothold in what we're doing, then we can hold the door open for people who need to be represented, who need to be, uh, who need to be developing arts in downtown Edmonton. Right. I'm, 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 I'm just a guy who supports the arts. That's really all it comes down to. I'm doing everything that I can in terms of volunteering, in terms of uh, uh, getting the word out and advocating for the importance of it. But when it comes down to it, whoever comes in the door and wants to become part of the board or be, become part of the association or become part of what we're doing, I want to hold the door open to them. I don't, I'm not gatekeeping. I am not I want to, but I don't know how to do that because I've been scrambling to to do all this other stuff. Yeah, of course. Um, so best intent, best in, you know, the road to hell is paved with good intentions, right? So I'm apparently paving the road, but I, I, there's only so much I can do myself. Yeah, of course. And you know, like one of the other things that I I really wanna, I don't know if this is out of place in the conversation. I just wanted to. Kind of clear, I was reading through a lot of the comments you guys were getting, and I feel they were they were pretty harsh, some of them, and I feel they were made by people who just had no idea, like, the inner workings of something like this. And I was just thinking, like, what, an, what a weird time to, like, post, a, like, a snark, you know, like, change your board and stuff. Like, these people... Probably have no idea what you guys are going through behind the scenes and like trying to right well, that, all these wrongs so that you can exactly like you're saying open the doors for other people like it's it's really important like the just the city's art scene in general any city any area of the city but you know just for the sake of uh, like this conversation downtown Edmonton's art scene it's yeah. quite promising, but there aren't a lot of places for people to like prosper in the arts. And I feel you guys are like the one of the only, if not the only place making this type of thing possible for people. So it really like it tugs at my heartstrings to know, you know, I meet all these artists who have ideas for shows and stuff. And I feel you guys are one of the only places that can kind of like facilitate this type of stuff. And then the thought of the, you guys not existing will just be even like, even like even more behind in the art scene. It'll, we'll have to start from less than zero again. If, if something like this or something right. else in the future goes away. Yeah, changing the horse in midstream is not—it's—it's uh, it's not what we want to be doing. Yeah, you um, know what? Also, I—I I just gotta say before I forget to say, I—I mm -hmm. I really, really like your way with words. 
your vocabulary and and the way you're saying things i i really like it i just just want to throw that in there i think you're oh thank you well that that comes from spending (laughs) oh thank you uh no that comes from spending a lot of time in my head (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) i appreciate that thank you one of the um in terms of the criticism yeah no i definitely want to respond to that because yes there are some (laughs) false notions being spread out there and i don't i mean i un okay here's the thing i understand where they're coming from and as a uh middle-aged white man presenting uh our our case to to the world i know how that comes across i know i i know exactly how i'm coming across and i'm i know that i will never be able to transcend that all I can, all I can do is, uh, all I can do is act. All I can do is talk. Right. Um, all I can do is prove, prove through my own integrity uh, what I'm doing. I have never, um, I've never blocked anybody. I have not. Uh, I've wanted to go after people. Um, I myself am not on social media, so I would direct you to. Uh, the criticisms there was an individual i guess on facebook uh on our webpage uh that was trying to uh i don't don't know what their agenda was but it was it was basically like they they're sick and tired of uh of it and they're sick and tired of the situation and who are we to you know ask people for money when we're we're uh, not being transparent and that we're uh, financially mismanaged. And so we are an open book. We are not hiding anything. We have been upfront with the EAC, the city of Edmonton. They know our concerns. They know our struggles. Uh, We have not tried to hide any of this from anything. At the same time, we don't want to start every conversation with, Oh my God, we're we're strapped for cash and everything's falling apart. We want people to 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 join us in help in in moving this forward. So we don't want to you know start the conversation with, oh my God, everything's on fire. We want to start with this is what we're doing. This is what we're trying to do. Right. But we've never but we've never really followed it up with we need we need the we need help. We need we need people who know what they're doing to step up. Because we've done everything that we can, and it apparently, for some people, is is not enough, and is some kind of shell game. And I understand, again, I understand where that comes from, because how many not-for-profits have you seen out there that are pulling in massive amounts of money from from donors and from campaigns and from funding and uh, uh, tax relief programs and being able to, you know, sort of parlay that into... uh, into a whole organizational structure that basically supports itself. And at the end of the day, uh, the people on the street are not seeing much of a change. Right. Like there's, there's a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of corporatism that has existed uh, in the not-for-profit sector that has made it really, really hard for uh, good faith actors. This is not, we're not being supported by, um, uh, uh, a foundation. We're not being um, funded by 
a, a, a big corporation or uh, there's not massive donations coming in that we're having to move around in some kind of uh, opaque way. We have been transparent. We're, we're about as grassroots as you can possibly get. Yeah. So I, I, the criticism, I understand, but it is unwarranted. I will, yeah. I will definitely say that. It is absolutely unwarranted because we are good faith actors. We are doing our best. Are we making mistakes? Yes, absolutely. Because we're scrambling. Yeah. We are scrambling. And it's not a matter of like cleaning the slate and getting us out of here and getting somebody else in because we're holding on because we don't want anybody else uh, with the wrong agenda to come in. Yeah. Yes, this, the city could have another organization come in and that organization could easily close the doors, have their own programming, say that they're uh, investing in the arts, but turn the, 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 turn the building into private studio space and rent it out for, you know, $5,000 an hour. They could do that and never have a, and never have an artist come in. They could have a gallery that never hangs art. We've seen right. this. We've seen what happens when grassroots are kicked out of what they're doing because of finances, because of uh, financial responsibility. We're trying to be financially responsible, but we're not talking about millions of dollars going down the tube here. This is like back rent for a lease that, that we negotiated for in good faith and the city did as well. It's just, we don't have money to pay it. So what, what does that mean at the end of the day? That means that we have to hustle and struggle more because there's no funding solutions available to us at this right. point other than GoFundMe. And we can't keep relying on, this, on the community members to keep stepping up and giving us money. There has to be something that stops that right. from, 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 from going on. We want to be in a position of stability and we need a position of stability. But until we get to that point, the criticism about us, about financial malfeasance is it's not helpful. Yeah. If you want to help, if you want to help, if you see a problem and you want to help, please, please come down and talk to us. Please step up. Don't sit back and point a finger and say, that we're doing it wrong and that we should be out of there. You've not provided any solution. You've done nothing but complain. If you, if that's all you want to do in your life, then fine. That's great. Yeah. It's not helpful. And it's not, that's not how you build community either. No, you don't build it through op opposing what we're doing. We are not yeah. like a shill for this. Sorry, go ahead. No, I, I just wanted to say, I, uh, I, I know a lot of people that are going to be listening to this are kind of, paying attention to what's going on so if i could just attest to the fact that i mean granted i wasn't asking like the hardest hitting questions to people on the instagram and stuff as i was trying to set up a talk with you everyone i spoke to was very truthful and very helpful and and just wanted to like streamline us talking there like i didn't experience anyone like hiding any information or beating around the bush. Everyone was like very straightforward and clearly like 
just wants to get to a solution. So, you know, if I can just say I experienced firsthand the opposite of a lot of the criticism I'm reading. So I just want to, like, clear that up so anyone listening knows, like, you guys are absolutely coming from the the purest intentions. Yeah, that that is that is that is true. We are we are it, again. This is intentions, right? The way that it comes across can be can be construed many different ways. Now, and the other thing that I wanted to touch on, um, the other criticism is about the representation on our board. Like, and and we don't have we don't have like we have uh, we have a pretty white looking board uh, and white white presenting board. We've, we've tried to reach out to other people. We've tried to reach out to members of the community. We've tried to reach out to people of color, but they're fighting their own struggles too. Right. They don't want to take on another fucking, sorry, another, they don't want to take on another, another front. Yeah, you, it, can, you can swear, you can say whatever <laughs> you want. It's all good. It's, yeah, we, we recognize how difficult it is out there. I'm not holding uh, my position hostage from, you know, like anybody who's not white. I, I, I want people to step into this position. I want people to have what I'm, I don't, I have no power. <laughs> I, am, I am just an individual who's really, really trying to help. I right. want to advocate. I want to, to do that stuff. But the the criticism about my skin color and 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 the internalized racism of the systems that we're operating within is not something that i i am equipped to solve i i again i want to be a placeholder i want to i want to create a position or a, a, a slot so that when somebody steps into it it's not filled with these struggles it's not filled with uh the opposition that it is um more straightforward and clear and uh, transparent and everything that somebody uh who was stepping into a brand new position would be um uh, uh would 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 grow in and not just be struggling. I don't want anybody to be struggling the way that we're struggling right now. Right. But if but if somebody else steps in, they will be. That's like at this point, they will be. Until we have uh, funding structures and support structures in place for long term, it's going to be this all the way down the line. So we need to, yeah, we need to have representation. But I don't want to put. I don't want to put uh, uh, token representation in there in a, when we're going through uh, these struggles. I don't want to do that to anybody. Right, which so, is, I mean, fair. And it's, it's like your reasoning is almost more thought out than the criticism. I, I um, would say like a lot of people love to, it's like a hot button issue, right? So it's easy yep. for them to critique something like that. But then hearing you kind of break it down like so eloquently really gives like even more of a backstory to the reason why it hasn't gone that way. That mm -hmm. you know, it's I'm I'm really thankful you're clearing that up. I maybe I didn't dig deep enough. I didn't even read that that 
criticism. I like I had no idea that was another one of the ones being thrown your way. I I had just read a whole bunch about like you know the the misspelled comment saying like change like switch your border. Who are your advisors? You know, like yeah. really. Yeah, I guess the word you use for it is probably the best word, like unhelpful. Like, sure, I mean, you could you could find some logic to say that, but it's not really furthering the the cause of this. It's not helping at all. It's not really helping anyone except maybe the person typing that felt good for ten seconds until they posted something else. Yeah, and they they got forty followers for that message, and that's you know that that speaks to that speaks to something, and it can't be it can't be yeah. ignored, but it's also like, well, just opposing something without understanding is is really really easy. Yeah, it, in my mind, it it is uh, it's an appeal to clout. It's not. It's they just want to have an effect on. For, the, for their own for their own reasons they say that they're doing it for uh, altruistic reasons but just leveling a criticism without any knowledge is I don't understand the point to that um, it's easy to criticize from the armchair I mean I don't know where this person lives they could live in Twilliger they could I don't think that they live in downtown Edmonton I'm almost positive especially the tone yeah. of, of, of of what they're of of uh, what they're saying it sounds like they're not talking about the community's concerns they're talking about uh i don't know whatever their personal agenda is but i mean i don't want to respond to those things if we're getting if we're getting criticism from community members uh from arts uh art uh, people in the arts community then we are willing to listen and we are willing to engage with that. Whereas these other comments that are just spurious without any, any context or any understanding of what we're going through, it, it's not even unhelpful that they're, I, I want to, I don't even want to respond to them, but yeah, but they have to be responded to because there's, there's this, you know, there's a concern. So let's respond to it openly and honestly in good faith but just trying to pick holes in in what we're doing is not again not helpful (laughs) you want to be a part of a solution great if you just want to be another problem fuck off yeah yeah no no i i agree a thousand percent i i have one question that i feel needs to be asked and I hope it's not too forward or or whatever after like you know if this all works and it it seems like the last time I looked you were fairly close to the goal I I'm really hoping you get there but then after that what what happened like is there anything in place to not have to do like another GoFundMe next year? Like I'm not, oh, yeah. not at all criticizing it. I'm just you know people. Are no, no, under. no, no. And that is yeah, that is a global concern. Well, I mean, when I say global, I don't mean like people in Sri Lanka are concerned about what's happening in Kolab. I mean like it is like right across they the board. Be. It is well, yeah, they, they might. They <laughs> could be. Uh, but uh, that, yeah, that's not really our target audience. We're going for we're going for downtown Edmonton right now. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll start there. Um, 
the yeah the concern moving forward is like are we just going to launch another gofundme well we have we have bills we like this this stops us from the eviction note from from a cheap from getting an eviction notice like a, like a hardcore like you guys are out but uh it doesn't it doesn't build anything forward so what this does is it's is it stops uh it, it plugs a hole but it doesn't stop the water from pouring in so what we need to do next is figure out how to work with the city in terms of a funding structure in terms of how to pay our utilities how to pay our lease how do we pay our like how do we pay our bills what does that look like that's yeah. working with the eac that's working with uh, other levels of government federal as well as provincial and we know exactly how that's going to go. We know that this, there's a storm coming and that there's like, it's not going to get easier for the arts in Edmonton. So I don't want to, I, this is the tip of the iceberg. This is kind of the opening salvo for us. Like we need to reach out to other arts, arts organizations. We need to get our grant, our, our grant funding structure in place and that's you know we need to get uh we need to get people on the board who are uh who can write grants who can apply for uh funding strategies we don't want to be in an emergency position ever again um but we've seen how you know the best intentions go by the wayside when you know there are cuts made at uh at level at all levels of government at uh, the corporate uh, donation level. Um, so the things that we need to concentrate on are our funding strategies, as well as uh, getting our charitable status. Our charitable status will also help with being able to do stuff like bingos, stuff that other arts organizations who operate as charities are, are able to do uh, to, to shore up their, their funding, uh, to do, uh, you know, big, big fundraisers once a year to have galas but we don't want to do gala we want to we want to we want to have a solid footing to uh for the organization to exist as it is as it was intended which is programming for community arts access that's all we want to do we don't want to right. turn this into a money laundering operation. We don't want to have an executive board being paid like $100,000 a year. We're not looking for that. We're looking for arts for the people in downtown Edmonton. That's all we're trying to do here. And we want all our community members to be involved in that process and to be involved in the exposure that that provides. We want to, to do all these things, but we can't unless we are able to pay our bills. And so funding structure is the most important, is sort of the next steps, but arts advocacy is hand in hand with that. There's going to be, yeah, there's going to be a lot of bell ringing and a lot of having to step up uh, for all arts organizations from the Windspear to the Citadel to, uh, 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 to, uh, to shadow theater to uh to uh basically all 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 arts groups in, in edmonton i mean you saw what happened with harcourt house losing their provincial funding yeah harcourt house is 
Parkyard House is gone. It's just gone. So what what does that look like? What does that look like in the future? Like, does it, you know, do we have just corporate art galleries with, you know, uh, with uh, uh, tickets? Do we only have like one art gallery in Edmonton, um, the Alberta Gallery of Art, and people can go see art there, but not be able to engage in it or not be able to create themselves? No, that's not what we, that is not what Edmonton is about. We know this because, because number one, the people have stepped up. And number two, this is a vibrant arts community that people keep fighting for. But the fight is never going to stop. It's never going to stop. Not in the face of economics. Not in the face of financial uh, financial culpability. Not even culpability, but the, the discrepancy between the haves and the have-nots. Yeah. I, I don't want to get too much down that road, but that's where... That's where we lie is like we want to provide for the people who don't have for the people who need access to the arts to have that creativity in their lives to have a hub where they can feel safe and supported not 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 in this uh uh uh, climate of uh what do you deserve what uh merits this meritocracy that we're currently in like do you deserve this do you deserve art do you deserve you know like are you are you clean are you you know are you a a productive member of society well what does that mean like you've you've created this artificial worth that humans don't exist in we have we never have but you've put this extra condition on living for humans that is not it's inhumane so that artificial side of things has to has to be fought against constantly anyway sorry that's my that's my soapbox (laughs) yeah no no i'm i'm that's all really i just wanted to to give you a platform to say whatever you want to say so i'm i'm very happy you were saying it i uh I want to just, you know, throw in like some some praise of Koloff's just to give the listeners like a bit more context, you know, so they if they don't feel like they, you know, if they haven't helped already, maybe this episode will will make them want to help more. I uh, was there for some friends one had a a few DJs in natural wine thing two Saturdays ago. And, uh, it was, it was, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're here to hear this, but I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm fully genuine in saying this. It was probably one of the, the better nights of my summer. It was really, really nice event. It was a great space. It's my first time actually being there. Like I, uh, I hate to admit it, but I, like I was telling you before we recorded, I'm in a wheelchair and I feel it was, it was so like extra accessible in there. It was so great. Like usually for me, I'll get a, a cool downtown venue and then some friends or my girlfriend have to carry me up a couple of stairs or go over some electrical wires and stuff. Or you get like a new venue 
somewhere like Southside or in the suburbs, you don't get the character, but it's more accessible. It is really rare that you would get both. I was absolutely like blown away by how like the ramp through the middle, it was so, so perfect. I've never really even like seen a venue that with that much thought into accessibility. And then to have it be like this kind of cool downtown arts venue, it's just like I I have to commend you guys on on how well executed the accessibility of that event or of the, the event space is. And I know I'm trying to get more, but I I know some wheelchair users have caught wind of the podcast and listened. So anyone Anyone that wants to go out and have some fun downtown in the wheelchair, you'll be like safe here from from the street to the patio, like bathroom. Everything was perfect. So that's that, awesome. That's there was, there, that is no, that is really encouraging to hear. Um, RPK Architects was tasked with the retrofit of the of the building and the design, and they've done a really really good job. Um, because it was a it was a pretty janky building with very unlevel floor like well, very uneven floors throughout it before before the retrofit. But Quarters Art Society and uh, Lauren Clask and Darren Radborn were explicit in saying that we need this to be accessible, accessible to all. Accessibility is not handicap friendly. Accessibility is accessibility. It means yeah. right across the board. So that is that is what we want we don't have we don't have male female washrooms we have washrooms with urinals we we're not we're not here to draw lines between people we're here to draw lines from each other so we don't want to yeah we want it to be accessible so it's really good to it's so good to hear that wesley thank you so much i'm really glad that you're you 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 saw that yeah no i i actually i thought the morning after the event, I kind of woke up and thought, I wonder, I should email them or I should let someone know, like, how, how impressed I was. But, like, not not that I'm a person who impressed. I just mean that anyone in a wheelchair found it so, like, seamless throughout the whole thing. And then it had kind of been in the back of my mind. And then when I saw this all happening, I thought I would love to, have a chat with someone from there and hopefully I can throw this into the convo just so they know like how, how much that means to me and, and anyone else who would be a wheelchair user like to find somewhere with, with so many artistic and like social benefits and also be that accessible. It, it's really, really rare. So that has to be commended. Awesome. No, I, 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 I do want to mention this is kind of funny. Um, <laughs> our upstairs is also wheelchair accessible. <laughs> there's no there's no elevator. There was no there was no caught. We could not we could not secure the fund. It was basically we could have an elevator or we could have air conditioning. So it's not 100 percent accessible like we want. We want it to be. But and it was designed that way. But. If you can get your wheelchair upstairs, you'll have the clearances that you need. But <laughs> I mean, even that is it, like it, I, mean, I agree, it sounds kind of funny, 
but it's it's pretty common for for like my girlfriend and my friends to gonna pick me up by the wheels and carry me up like I totally understand the everywhere isn't accessible yet you know I'm not not the type of I I choose different forms of advocacy when I can for that I would never really critique someone for not having an elevator or whatever so just even if he had to get carried up that little bit but then the rest was easy that that's still more than almost 90 percent of other local like downtown things have done so like even that that is commendable in itself like i i get the the kind of irony but yeah yeah no even even that that's really commendable i have i have another question i would like to give you kind of an opportunity to boast a bit do you, have you noticed any like positive changes kind of in the neighborhood or in the block like since you guys opened have you noticed like things are a bit i don't know cleaner or is there any any positive changes you've seen in the area since collab was Oh, yeah. Yeah, we have. Um, and it's mostly to do with uh, what happens after hours. Right. Like, pe- people, people, uh, and this is the same with iHuman as well. People, people do respect the buildings. People do respect what we're doing. We are not, you know, we're not, I mean, I, I'm not going to say we're, in, we're uh, impervious to, uh, to vandalism or uh, attempted theft, but this is the this is the sign of de- you know that is a sign of desperation. So right. we've we've held our head above water and we've created a a, a safe environment, um, and we've seen how people respond to uh, the mention of of collab. Um, our partners uh, have brought a lot of good good energy to to our space as well. Um, they have been uh, tireless advocates for us, um, and the uh, the the outreach that we've had from uh, community members has been has been really positive. So there are good things happening, um, and in terms of you know like the vibe of the place has always been has always been cool. There's been ups and downs, and there's always challenges. Uh, but with trauma-informed uh, door staff, or I mean, trauma-informed staff and uh, volunteers, uh, we've been able to create a. We've been able to foster an environment of supportiveness, uh, not of confrontation. Um, we're not a booze can. Um, we are bringing art to the community. We are trying to pay our bills and struggling with that. But people like. The, you've seen the 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 response uh, to the GoFundMe as well as the uh, the uh, the protest on Change.org. Yeah, people people recognize and they are willing to step up to 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 fight for us to fight for collab to stay where it is to to have this space um, have the space and recognize the importance of it. So the tangible benefits of like oh is it cleaner is it uh, is it is it you know, is it, is it more safe? Well, yes. And no, like (laughs) there's an overwhelming, um, factor of 
disparity that one arts organization, two arts organizations, um, uh, and advocacy organizations are are not going to be able to conquer. We're not going to be able to, you know, uh, to to provide for everybody and you know create a utopia. That's not what we're doing here. We are we are part of the solution. We are not the entire solution. We are about uh, positive access to the arts. We are about um, uh, about creating a vibrant community. This is not a vibrant community of of, 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 uh, I don't want to get elitist with this, but there, there is elitism that exists in the art world. We know that. Yeah. Um, and in the city on its own as well. This, this is the office. We want to create the opposite of that. We want to be accessible. We want to be, well, we are, we're trying to be as accessible and as open and uh, transparent as possible. And positive staying positive uh on top of all of these challenges is extremely difficult but is extremely worthwhile so what we're doing is yeah it's hard and it's dirty and it's uh really challenging sometimes like when when our shed burned down i was like i was (laughs) despondent uh we lost so much equipment in that fire that it was just like, well, how do you feel prompted to do more? But we have to keep doing it. And that only changes through constant effort and constant battle. So not only are we fighting against the, the, the desperation uh, created by, you know, the financial crisis that we're currently in, but we're also having to fight with the financial crisis that exists outside of our doors. We're just trying to get people doing art. We're just trying to get people involved in community, in building something better. We're not, we're not fighting for, uh, I don't know, we're, not, we're, we're trying to make the world better. We're trying to make our corner of the world better. Right. And, and we are getting support and it's overwhelming to see that support, but I really, there needs to be more done. And it, yeah, there, there's going to be some stepping up that needs to happen uh, for all arts, for all arts organizations in Edmonton, but uh, Alberta and right across, right across the, the nation as well. Now, uh, like as, as the eviction is kind of looming over you, are you guys like still planning future like programming and are you booking events in the future or is everything on hold until you see like your your fate on the 18th? Well, I just I just uh, received notice from uh, our artistic director Lauren Clask that uh, we have our first repayment check uh, uh, to the city at noon today. So uh, that'll be the opening of a conversation of repayment, Um, but everything that has gone into the GoFundMe, I mean, we had about $7,000 in there raised up to uh, before we received this notice of of, uh, late payments so 
that $7,000 is kind of like our, our base and anything above that will go to go directly to the city. So we, there, yeah, we still have bills, we, but we still will be having events. There's nothing on hold. We will still be having events. We will still be honoring our, our rental agreements uh, with, with partners who have rented the space. Uh, there's nothing on hold. It's basically all systems go for that. But behind the scenes, we are doing a lot of restructuring and a lot of uh, negotiations with the city to, to figure out how, how we move forward. So yeah, everything, everything in front and uh, 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 for the public is absolutely accessible. Our doors are, are open and uh, please check our events uh, online. Um, I can't speak to them right now because I don't have a calendar in front of me, but uh, yeah, no, we're, 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 we're here to, we're here to stay. That, I mean, amazing news. I, uh, I had a feeling that the city would, would come together and, and kind of help you guys out through this. And I have uh, really, really high hopes for what's to come. I think, uh, you know, I kind of, I don't blame, there's no one individually I would blame. I, I say I sometimes blame the art scene in the city in general for kind of, taking certain things for granted and and letting things like this get to this point and uh it like i uh you know when when we did ours and i closed our space i always kind of wondered like if i if i should keep trying but i also kind of didn't want to <laughs> yeah, after but, like yeah. i I had an idea. I had a job opportunity, like a real job coming up. And then I had for a year, it's kind of been wanting to kind of pivot to a podcast. I feel I could be more, more in tune and maybe help more talking to people about the art scene this way than I could through our like physical space. So I kind of, you know, chose to close and, and pivot and end that chapter and start a new one. But it's it's really, I love hearing, like, that you, you understand the fight and kind of want to, like, you're voluntarily keeping the fight going, you know, and, like, doing restructuring and doing all this back-end stuff just to improve it in the future. I think it's, it's very... It's a noble thing to like be up against so much to deal with all this and then have the resiliency to keep going in the future. Edmonton is a resilient city. Yeah. I've seen that time and time again where organizations or individuals have been like beaten down and they keep they keep fighting. They keep coming back. They keep trying to trying to make it happen. And I you know, you see some uh, some people they become more successful and they have to move on because you know it's you know big fish small pond right. sort of thing. So I I understand that, but when when these artists or individuals come back and they see that people are still doing it, I think it's incumbent upon those people to to uh, to contribute to what's happening on the ground to. To, to step back in 
so like if you had like a you know a, a big time celebrity come into uh into uh into your space or into uh our, our space and say this is important like that that goes a long way too but um again that is community support that is not that is not top down top down structure this is yeah this is this is grassroots and this is i don't know this, it's it's hard to say that it's satisfying because it's so it's so fucking hard i don't i don't wish this on anybody but i'm glad that i'm doing this and i wish that more people were doing it i hope that other people if they hear this they feel uh, they feel compelled not only to uh, compelled to help not only you and me, but like look, investigate, step up, do 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 more. And, and it's it's hard to ask people to do more when they've done so much so far. But there's other ways of engaging and other ways of moving uh, moving the arts forward in the city, and to establish us as like so many amazing artists in this city it's really fertile ground but the support for these artists is and for uh, venues to to highlight to showcase these artists is it's a competition and it doesn't have to be that way we don't right. have to be competing with each other we should be fighting for each other yeah and it's and that fight becomes easier with associations with the with uh the eac and with all these organizations coming together and and banding together to to make stuff happen um individuals you know we're we're like swiping uh well above our uh our uh, our weight at this point and we need to we need to step up and we don't want to get into the okay well let's get into the corporate side of things and you know turn this into a a, a money making machine that's not really? that's not the spirit that's not the spirit of collab at all we are about arts in the community and that's that's it <laughs> that's 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 what we are doing that is our foothold we are not wanting to be in battles with anybody we do not want to be uh, you know you know, hand to mouth. We don't, we want to be, uh, 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 we want to be a safe haven for artists, for community members. We want to be these things and we can't do that without, without funding, without, without money to pay the bills. And so, yeah, the advocacy side of things is, yeah, it's, it's really hard, Wes. Yeah. I don't, I, you know, I don't envy anybody, any, anybody doing it, but for the people who see it they know what we're doing and i encourage more people to to get into this to mix it up to to step forward to look at these solutions to talk to the eac to talk to the city of Edmonton, to talk come down and talk to collab talk to a sits one talk to this is not a yeah this is this is a this is a community effort not a not a not a collab thing right. so tip of the iceberg and uh there's a lot of there's so much good there's so much good here yeah just we we can't be fighting for our life as well as trying to advocate it's no it's impossible. Uh, i agree that's what's like most heartbreaking to me about situations like this is like the be people who are really just trying to put on for a city or a certain like subculture it's always hardest 
for them. You know, like it was, I was up against a lot trying to like make money just to facilitate what I was doing and, and you guys as well and other galleries and every, you know, like venues, everyone, everyone trying to put on for this kind of undervalued subside to people in the city, I feel is going to be up against it. And like I was saying, maybe I'm too pessimistic, but it, it seems like a fight that will kind of be on and off in the creative world around here, at least forever. But I I do, I really like your way of thinking that, like, you wouldn't wish this on anyone, but you, <laughs> at least you know that you're somewhat resilient enough to deal with it. So, like, at least you're, you're the right person to have the weight of this because someone else might not be able to handle it as well. Well, it's debatable on how I'm handling it too. So yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm doing I'm doing my best, and uh, that's that's sort of all I can do. Yeah, mute here for a second. Well, I'm right on. A, I live right on 111th Ave, so uh, it's a transit corridor from the hospital. Yeah, it's an emergency corridor from uh, the Royal Alec. No, I uh, I I think all the background noises, like the sirens and the buses and stuff, just kind of add add to the realness of of the conversation. So I I actually like it. I think it'll add to the overall like sentiment of it. I'm I'm really glad that you were able to come on and kind of you know straight from the horse's mouth, explain a bit about what's going on and. You know, kind of almost like respond to all some of the criticism and stuff like this way instead of like typing out each response. At least now, some people know exactly like what you're thinking and and what you guys are going through and what all the funding is going to and what will happen in the future. I uh, it, unless you you have any other like points you want to make, I think uh, I assume you have an incredibly busy day, so I'll let you get back to that day unless there's like something else pertinent you want to address. No, I I just want to extend the invitation for anybody to come down and to talk to us and to if they want to talk about our challenges, we're up for that. If they want to criticize us for our challenges, you know, there's 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 a time and a place for that as well. But um, I want to definitely express mostly that the support that we've received, not just financially, but uh, uh, emotionally and, uh, uh, and and physically, with people coming down, has been really overwhelming. It's been it's been incredibly satisfying to see how much of a benefit Colab has been, and to see people recognizing the benefit of it. So we know that we're on the right track. We know that we're doing the right thing. Um, we're just struggling with how to do it properly. So we, we are willing to accept the criticisms, but know that with these challenges, that it's only going to make us stronger, that we are girding ourselves and galvanizing ourselves for, for, uh, for fighting for the arts in downtown Edmonton. And I'm really glad that, that you reached out to us, Wes, because 
we we need we need your support more than anything to have that number one the word out but also like hearing hearing your experience it fuels our fire so that it's it's really good to hear that and i'm really thankful for this experience thank you wes oh yeah no no problem at all this has all been really interesting i've i've learned a lot and i'll uh i'll link I mean, any like collab media, but then also the GoFundMe and stuff. If anyone listening, um, you know, if if you're able to help out financially or even just like spread the word, share the post, it would be really helpful. I I know firsthand how much it, it helped us when we were doing our thing. So if we can garner the same sort of respect for you guys and have people spreading this around that would be wonderful i think uh we have a a great like listener base there they're good at sharing all of our stuff so i i think this this will get passed around a bit more than usual i hope people can hear your story and let that like kind of sink in and have it resonate with them i uh i really i mean it it sounds like it's it's gonna Work at least like you know at least if you can get your head above water a bit and get a few yeah. of these payments off. I know that even that's like a, a great feeling and a step in the right direction. Yeah, and I think uh, I think today some stuff is happening. So um, I will keep you posted uh, via email. Um, and if we want to do like a follow up of how we're doing, we are yeah we are more than willing to. To, to have uh, have other conversations yeah that i uh i was thinking about that that would actually be incredible to kind of check in a bit and see how all this goes and and let the people you know people are going to get invested in this talk so they're probably going to be curious about the outcome of it all i would i would love to have you back and uh have another chat about how that all all panned out yeah yeah. And and yeah, please let even just just for me to know, send me an email or you have my number, send me a text. Just l- let me know what happened. I'm I'm curious. Absolutely. Um yeah, and anybody uh, any of your listeners are welcome to contact contact me uh, via email. Um can I just leave that here? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Some people want to tone down the amount of emails they're getting but if you want to <laughs> put it out there please do yeah, absolutely so it's stewart s-t-e-w-a-r-t at quartersarts.org cool and uh, well, yeah i, I, can... I, I want to have open and i want to have open communication and transparency above all so if anybody uh, has you know uh, questions or concerns i'm 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 willing to step up and, and talk to them about it if you have unhelpful criticism about like, oh, I, I feel that this is stupid. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to engage. <laughs> I'm not, I, don't, I don't have time for, for talking you down from whatever, whatever notion you have in your mind. If you are willing to hear what we're saying and make your own uh, judgments from that point, that's great. And we can have a dialogue back and forth, but if you're just going to come at us uh, for clout, we're not, we're not interested like nobody would be interested in that just 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 want to put that out there but i think that's absolutely 
yeah more of that on like on instagram or twitter or something like you know the email takes a bit more effort i don't know if people like really waste their time on those types of emails i would i would hope not at least i get like firing off a comment that's easy but emails like a few extra steps right it, it kind of takes time out of your day that yeah it would be really dedicated to negativity if it came to that. yeah yeah and anonymity online is also like people can hide behind all sorts of all sorts of things and then yeah. you don't know what they're then you also don't know what their agenda is they can have an agenda without expressing it and that is again unhelpful like where are you coming from what is this about and are you a, just a troll are you like what what is the purpose of this conversation and i'm willing to engage in conversation if, if you're just trolling i'm not why would i why would i spend any time or energy on that we responded yeah. to the criticism and we will continue to respond to it and we're not above scrutiny that's not we're not like oh the haters can just just go fuck themselves it's not that it's we want engagement but we want meaningful engagement right and yeah and so yeah so i really appreciate this and i i'm really glad to 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 uh to have you on side and in our life like this is great i'm i'm really really thankful wes thank you thank you very much uh enjoy the rest of your day and yeah please please keep me informed with what's going on i'll make sure yeah. to link everything for you and uh yeah maybe i'll check in after the 18th just to make sure everything went well but i think it sounds like it will that's awesome wes thank you thank you so much for the vote of confidence and yeah. uh yeah we'll talk to you soon cool enjoy the rest of your day you too see ya bye Thank <laughs> you.